Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today, by the way. I appreciate it very much. Question of the day. What annoys you with other drivers when you're in the snow or ice? 303-477-5600. Roger in Colorado City is next. We have lines open, by the way, so go ahead and give us a call. But, Roger, you're next. Hi, yeah, thank you. Thank um, you. I have a, a Ford Focus uh, 2014, and um, I have a rough idle on it. And I'm trying to troubleshoot it. It runs great down the freeway. I'm getting great mileage. Uh, the car's got good power. I run non-ethanol fuel in it. But um, for some reason, it just runs really rough at idle. And I, I've changed the plugs. I've put fuel injection cleaner in it. And I called the dealer, and they said that um, model does not have a fuel filter. In the tank. So, yeah, it's, it's with the pump, yeah, so there's no need to change anything. Oh, okay. What, so what well, all have you tried to do to correct it, Roger? Well, I've changed the plugs, okay. and I've been running a lot of... Uh, I've always run fuel injection cleaner in it, and lately I ran it a little stronger, but to no avail. Okay. And that's, that's what I've done so what, far. What injection cleaner are you using, by the way? Well, uh, let's see. What was the last one? Oh, gosh, I don't remember the name. Um, let's see. Uh, I could probably run out to the garage. That's okay. I mean, if it's, not, if it's not BG, here's what I would do next just to see if this helps at all, given the year and the mileage. I would do the BG engine performance restoration at the oil change. That'll do some decarboning of rings and some things along those lines. I would then put the 44K in the gas tank, full strength, full tank of gas, full can, Run that through. Don't let it sit. So you need to drive it some to get that tank out as quickly as possible. And then okay. see what, if anything, that does. The other thing that could possibly be needed is, and you may be able to do this or may not, depends on what your technical skill is, but I would clean the throttle body unit as well, Roger. Oh, okay. Okay. And that typically yeah. is a manual cleaning, not not any kind of machine, but just manually clean oh, it. Oh, okay. Yes, I just can't spray some stuff in there. No, not typically. You need no. to take it off and clean it. Oh, Okay. So what is the BG? Could you describe that? BG, EPR, it's Engine Performance Restoration. And down there, you should be able to go to, you know, Carter Springs or somewhere and find it at, you know, a Napa store or something along those lines. Uh, if not, some of your auto shops down there will have it. And then the 44K is their fuel injection cleaning. Okay, 44K. All right. So I'll try that. And if that doesn't work, just clean the throttle body. I, I, you know, if you can do it all in a combination, I would. Yeah, okay. And see if that does anything. Well, I'll give that a shot. Okay, Roger, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for the phone call. That's a starting point. Where it goes from there, we'll we'll just move along and see how that 
works out. 303-477-5600. That is our phone number. You can call and ask questions. We're here for you. Jeff in Western Montana, you're up next. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, uh, you're, Jeff. You're, again, your uh, emphasis on uh, on snow driving. I don't really have a pet peeve. I just It caused me to remember a story. I was uh, driving with my brother-in-law. This is over 30 years ago. From uh, Phoenix to Flagstaff, actually back to Gallup, but we had to take I-15 up to Flagstaff. So it was a pretty long hill because you gained quite a bit of elevation there. And uh, we were in the right lane in my truck, and here comes this kid uh, driving by on the left side, old 60s, big old 60s Pontiac. I don't remember the model, but he had his arm around his girl girlfriend. She was sitting on the bench seat right next to him. And he just comes smoking past us, and I was thinking, nah, you can see the snowstorm up ahead forming, so it was like, uh, I hope you survive. Right. And and uh, maybe five miles up the road, when the snow started hitting the road and sticking, we went by them going cautiously, but we were in the left lane, they were in the right. He had both hands on the wheel. He no longer had his arm around his girlfriend. Uh-huh. He was looking very intently ahead, and she looked scared out of He was white-knuckling it. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> Probably late teens, early 20s. But it was one of those, I think he got introduced to snow that day. Uh-huh. And, uh, Funny how that was, works. It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was be, in a very short period of time, he went from being Mr. Confident to Mr. Oh, crap. Uh-huh. Yep, I've seen the same thing, Jeff. It's 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 actually quite uh, it's quite entertaining at times. That's right. You know, there's several ways to get an education, and as uh-huh. uh, Mark Twain said, sometimes you just have to pee on the electric fence for yourself. Uh huh. It's funny here in in this this metro area, as you know. I mean, we've had so many transplants, and it's part of what happens when we get either. You know, even rain anymore, Jeff. It's just ridiculous. It's like, holy cow, do these people not have any idea what's going on around them? And they really do not. And I'm not trying to belittle anybody. They just don't have the experience driving in the weather conditions that we have here. And what we all, you know, those of us that are natives, we take for granted. Uh, let's face it, Jeff, they just they don't know the proper technique. They don't know what to do with the steering wheel or the throttle. They don't know what to do with the brake. They have no idea what equipment they even need when they're out in it. It is literally, it's like taking a canoe into a hurricane. I have no other way to explain it besides that. <laughs> yep. I, we we have the same thing going on here. We get a lot of folks from Texas and California, and I'm not talking about the politics of it. They just don't have any idea what it's like. Yeah, the skill I mean, set is they've never been, in, and, and, and not again, not belittling because they've, Never done it, and it's going to take them some time to learn. But when you've got, in our case here, hundreds of thousands of them that have moved in, it really snarls up the roadways because one wrong move, and now they've screwed everything up for everybody else. Yes. Uh, I can remember in San Antonio, they got an inch of snow one time and it shut the city down because the city's one snowplow couldn't handle it. Correct. Yeah, they um, just, they, yeah. They, they don't, well, they, yeah, they don't have the equipment to do it. There's other parts of the country very much the same way. And then, of course, when they, move here for whatever reason. Again, I'm not complaining about folks moving in, but I wish we had probably another discussion for another day, but I wish we had a better way of forcing, and I use that term loosely because I know that's a hard thing to do, but Jeff, I wish we had a better way driving-wise to really get folks to understand in our area 
what snow and even certain forms of rain can do and what what you you know what you need in your vehicle and how you need to be prepared and it's what we do here I know every single Saturday problem is not all those people unfortunately are listening otherwise they'd have a little better idea of what's going on but I really wish we had a better way of implementation of getting people to understand what driving in the snow and ice is all about yep well I think the primary rule I try to tell everybody who's new up here is that four-wheel drive does not mean four-wheel stop. It doesn't make you stop faster. No, it does not. <laughs> and and they, they, sometimes you get a quizzical look like, huh? What are you talking about? Okay, I'll let you experience it for yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> anyways, I, I wish I had a better answer on how to do all of, all of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, other than no, just them not, learning as they yeah. go, I don't know the answer, Jeff. Nope. Just uh, check the plates and give them a wide berth. Yes, and in some cases, there's some folks that have even lived here for some length of time that I still don't think really understand the brevity of what snow and ice do. And I really wish, and, and this is something that, again, you're not going to change, but I really wish in some cases, you know, listen, if you don't need to be out in it and you don't know how to drive in it, please, for the sake of everyone else that can, just stay home. I mean, if you don't have to be out in it, don't be. I, I Sometimes, Jeff, I feel like people just get out in it because for some odd reason they feel they need to be in it. It's like, well, if you don't need to be in it, don't. If you don't know how to drive in it, you're just making it worse for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, it, that brings to mind a different story. I was stationed in England and uh, carpooled for a while with a guy from California. In the wintertime, you got a lot of black ice there. So, you know, I could tell yep. when the road got shinier, a little yep. darker, you could say, oh, that's, that's right. ice. So. Um, we lived in a little housing development, and as I came around the corner, I would uh, intentionally put a little stress on the rear wheels and see if I could make the back end swing around. And the first time I did it, he just went, what are you doing? It's like uh, I'm checking the road for black ice to make sure that, uh, mm-hmm. that you know, I know what it's like out there. Right. I'm not doing anything dangerous. Uh, you know, better when I'm going five miles an hour to make the back end slide than when I'm doing 50 right. down the road, and all of a sudden I lose control completely. Precisely. So, situational awareness. Yep, that's right. That's right. And, and, again, it's just something that, unfortunately, uh, we are going to fight. I think there's a lot of cities, by the way, that are colder now that are going to fight this because of the amount of people that have moved in from other areas, and it's just one of those things we're going to have to learn to deal with. You're not going to get around it. Nope. I hate nope. to say that, but so it is what it is. Yeah, so, so which means those of us that have done it, you're going to have to plan your trips around folks and either get out really early or stay put and get you know go later or do whatever. I mean, really try to avoid that peak time when there's everybody else out on the road. Yeah, I, other than that, Jeff, I don't know what else to say. I think avoid the knuckleheads needs to be a drive radio uh, meme. Uh, that's not bad at all. <laughs> I, not bad at all, Jeff. Jeff, appreciate Alrighty, you. I'll let you go. Guys. Have a great rest of your day. Mike and Aurora, we'll take you. Go ahead, Mike. we got time. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Um, get you on here. Um, yeah, I answer your question of the day. Uh, either reckless drivers driving like a bat out of hell or the snowflake driver. It's not just us older folks, but younger folks, too. And they're just so scared that they shouldn't be on the road, as you say. Yeah, I, I, I saw some of that even today. I mean, and, and I, I know where this trend is coming from. I wish we would have better education even in taking the driving test, but I want to make sure I put a public service announcement out because this fits right into, Mike, what we're talking about. I don't care what other state or what other country you've come from. 
You do not drive here with hazards on unless you're on the side of the road and or you're doing something that is you know, impairing every other driver out there. You've got a flat and you've got your hazards on to get to the next exit, things along those lines, Mike. Yes, that is when you use hazards. We in America, in Colorado especially, do not use hazards just because the roads are a little bit slick or icy or you're going through a construction zone. We in this country do not do that. So please, if you know somebody out there that this would be appropriate to, please let them know that. I know in other countries, specifically the one to the south, uh, they use hazards for everything. Mike, we in this country do not, and I think it's very confusing to people given the fact that we're used to having a vehicle that has some sort of a problem with it having hazards on. We're not used to somebody that's just in rough weather having hazards on, and that, to me, is a huge distraction, and I wish we did a better job of teaching people when they get their license here how that's supposed to work, because evidently we don't. Yeah, and as you said before, it's against the law. Yeah, it's against the law. You're not in a hazardous situation, and if you feel that you're in that much of a hazardous situation, go home, stay home. Uh I don't know how else to say that in a nice way, uh, Mike, but that's literally it. Stay home. And then related to the weather here, my TPM light went off, and I think it probably goes off because of the changes in barometric pressure when, when you know storms come in. So I took it to the dealer or tire shop and told them to put uh, 36 pounds in. And I got to thinking or wondering, uh, does a firmer, higher-pressure tire do better in the snow? No, or worse. Couldn't? Converse, worse makes okay. it harder and doesn't stick to the snow. Lower pressure in snow and ice, ice especially, lower pressure is always better. Okay, yeah, the uh, the sticker says 31, so what do you think I should run oh, in you know, you summer could either, and winter? Uh, you know, well, your TPMS will come on if you vary too much, but typically you can go a pound each way and not have any issues. I'd run a little higher, you know, maybe one pound higher in the summer and run a pound or two. I mean, you could run as low as you wanted to on an icy day, and, and really just knowing that if it gets too low, the light's going to come on and just fill it back up, uh, you know, as you want to once the, the storm is over. But lower pressure on ice is always better. Okay, so stick to the... Uh pressure recommended on the if you don't the light's going to come on door on the door yeah yeah okay uh, and do that year round yes year round exactly one one, yes. one and a half okay all right i might go back i mean i'm one really more to you know mike along the lines we should I probably can talk about this when i come back i'm more of along the lines of if you are in that much snow and ice and you feel like you want to be safer than buy the tire appropriate to what you're doing and you'd be better off than trying to change pressures back and forth yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, uh, good uh, good show. As okay. Always, All right, I appreciate Thanks. it, Mike. No, thank you for listening. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Something you want to add to any of that, please do. If you want to ask a specific question, you can do that as well. Question of the day is, what is your biggest pet peeve when you're in snow and ice like we've had even this morning and we'll have even a little bit later today? 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Geno's Auto Service is promoting a smooth ride with special savings on struts. Your struts play a big part in the handling of your vehicle and the comfort in your ride. This month, purchase two Napa Quick Struts and earn a $50 prepaid Visa card. Purchase four Napa Quick Struts and you'll receive a $150 prepaid Visa card. Updating and replacing struts are important to the structure holding your tires, the brakes, and steering system. 
Geno's is celebrating 40 years in business, serving Colorado families in Littleton. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000 miles peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Enjoy a smooth ride and get either a $50 or $150 prepaid Visa card with a new strut purchase. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. That's Geno's with a J. Visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. If you're new to the area, our Napa Auto Care Center would like to extend a hearty welcome. We'd like to introduce you to our top quality vehicle maintenance and repairs, nationwide warranty, and service you can trust. Stop by our Napa Auto Care Center for your special welcome kit. It has the information you need to get to know us, plus welcome specials to save you money from the very start. Visit NapaOnline.com. Napa have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Before we move on to callers, I got a great picture from friend slash listener of mine up north. 
sent a picture of a vehicle that's on its side. And without even knowing the circumstances, here's my observations from said picture. This is a full-size SUV on its side. I'm guessing from the picture and looking at the subframe or looking at the frame underneath it, it's most likely an Expedition. It has close to bald tires. It's a two-wheel drive Expedition, by the way, not a four-wheel drive. And my gut feeling would be individuals owning and driving this, probably not local and from around here. And what I mean by that is these are most likely owned by folks that immigrated here that didn't live in America to begin with. And I'm sorry, I'm not stereotyping. I just know the situations and vehicles and who drives them and so on. And that's not to be throwing anybody under the bus. Just point being, these are people that probably have never driven in the type of weather we had this morning, and they're in an ill-prepared vehicle Not only tires, but the vehicle itself is not really conducive to what we have going on here when it snows. And this is a vehicle that, frankly, should not have been on the road today with the drivers behind the wheel on top of that. So I'm I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it like it is. You guys know me. I don't beat around the bush. These are what's causing lots of other accidents because what happens when this happens is everybody has to either stop, gawk, or get out of the way of this and it just creates other problems, and this one never should have been on the road in the first place. So that's my two cents on that picture. Uh, John, the other John in Cheyenne, what's going on? Hey, I, I got a question about snow snow tires. Yes. I'm wanting to try to do do something different than the average person. Okay. Um, I drive a car, and I put on less than 8,000 miles a year, and I live up north here in Cheyenne, and... Um, I think the hottest it gets is around 100 degrees, 105. And my question is, if I get a new set of snow tires, can I run those in the summer when it's 105 out on the worst day? Sure. And do 80 80 miles an hour on I-80? Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I wouldn't do it for a prolonged time, but, yeah, they would be safe. You'd be okay with that. They're going to wear faster. Yeah, but I, the problem I got for years, um, this is my sister's carbon bar on it, she switched from winter to summer tires, and the tires are getting so old that for the last year and a half, I'm trying to wear them down and buy a new tire down the road here. And um, I'm thinking, I don't drive it that much, so... I think you'd be fine doing I that. I, I would. Tires. That wouldn't bother me any, John. Well, thank you, sir. I just didn't know on that. Yep, no, you'd be. I, I wouldn't wouldn't hurt my feelings. You'd be fine. Okay, thanks. You're very Appreciate welcome, John. No, for and again, John's a very unique situation. Doesn't drive a lot of miles, and for what he's needing to do there, yeah, I would not have any issues with it at all. Wade, you're next. Hi there, John. How we doing, sir? Uh, wonderful. Good. Cold, cold, snowy day. Oh yes. But um, I have a question uh, regarding snow tires as well. Okay. Um, so I. I bought a used truck with uh, GPS sensors, okay. and I am unfamiliar with programming them or working them. What kind of it, truck? It's a 2012 Dodge Ram. Okay, 2012 Ram. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first question is, it did not come with a spare tire. So I, the uh, sensors and the four tires that are on it, they work fine. So one question is, um, when I find a spare, um, how do you go about programming the 
I guess I have to buy a TPS sensor and then mount a tire. And on double it. check, and you should be able to pull up some you, your technical sound on this. Pull up and make sure that they were measuring the spare on that truck. I'm not sure that truck did, Wade, so I don't know on a spare if it matters on that truck. I'd, I'd have to double check yeah. myself on that one, but look up the info on that and you know how to do that. I'm not sure that one was being monitored. That's what the guy that I bought it from told me is okay. why the, he's, he's why probably the cl- lights on, but he, I, my, my code reader doesn't touch that. System, I see. So. Okay. I Yeah, I don't remember in 2012. I don't think the 2012 reads the spare. Okay, I, I, I'll Google that. So the second question is, I have a whole other set of wheels and tires from my previous Dodge Ram okay. with winter tires on it that did not have TPS sensors. Okay. And uh, I haven't installed those yet, but um, I plan on keeping this truck for a couple years, and I don't feel like mounting and dismounting the tires. No, but you know, go buy the universal... Uh, the, you know, the cheaper universal sensors from Napa and put those in those other tires and do it that way. Okay, and then do I just need to reprogram the truck to read the other Correct. sensors when I switch wheels? Correct. Okay, okay. Correct. I'll have to Google And in your case, that. given what you guys are doing, I would, I would buy a TPMS tool to do that and other things you guys are already doing anyway, so that way you just got it for everything else. Okay. Does that go through the OBD2 yes. port? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. I yes. Do. Okay. And uh, one one last question along those lines. I, I know guys, um, mostly in race cars, they'll uh, they'll just build a, a pressure vessel out of, like, PVC. You can do the same. I was going to say, I, in there. you took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. You could also, for that truck, do the exact same thing, throw it behind the seat, then run whatever tire on it you want to. That's your other option. Yeah, and I'm actually tempted to go that it's route. Not, if you're switching tires back and forth, it's not a bad idea, Wade. And, again, you're smart enough to you know, keep up with tire pressures and all that anyway, so most people I wouldn't say that to. But in your case, yeah, you could put a small, I mean, literally, to your, you, know, you, you know, it wouldn't have to be a canister more than, I don't know, six inches long, you know, a couple inches in diameter, enough just to fit four sensors in and pressurize it up and go. Yep, yep, four or five sensors, depending on that. Spirit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to your point, I mean, and if you did new uh, and threw them in there, you, you know, you've got five, six years of, of life on it that way. That, that's the way to go. I, I would probably do that knowing what you're going to yeah, try to I mean, do with different tires and wheels. Every vehicle I've ever owned, I mean, t- before I ever get in a vehicle, I will at least walk around. Well, me too. I mean, tires, again, I, you know? <laughs> that was, you know, for everybody listening, the TPMS sensor thing came out of the whole Ford Explorer Firestone debacle where they had the wrong, in my opinion, tire and tire pressure on a vehicle in the first place. And because of all of those accidents that happened, Wade, with that vehicle, we now have to bear the burden of this. Wow, I did not know that. That, that is was why. Reason. I thought Firestone had defective tires, but nope. Uh, they there was a big lawsuit back and forth. In fact, that relationship, which had been a long-standing, uh, you know, Mr. Firestone, Mr. Ford, all the way back to Henry's days, were great friends and yeah. had developed a long-standing relationship. And those two corporations were friends of each other for a very long time until all that happened. And and again, that was a situation where several things were going on. I believe the wrong tire was put on the car in the first place. That that car should have had LT series tires on it from day one, not P series tires. That was the first yep. mistake I think that was made. They did that for ride quality, and it was dumb. Ford should have requested LT tires on that from the get go. And every one of those I ever worked on back in the day, we always upgraded to LT tires. Number two, uh, people just don't do maintenance weight, so they let those vehicles get low on tire pressure. They didn't go put a trailer behind it, a boat or whatever. And then of course, yes, the tire would overheat. There'd be a blowout. Anytime there's a blowout. To 
towing a t- t- towing a trailer, you're going to have other things come up. And most of those accidents were from what I just stated, and it became a huge lawsuit. And out of that, we now have TPMS sensors. Really? Wow. That's I did not know that. Yep. So uh, a question about that. Um, was that also about the same time when SUVs were starting to become very popular Correct. and, and <laughs> people didn't understand that something with a higher center of gravity can roll over easier? Uh, you are spot on. Yeah, crazy. So crazy all stuff. of that combined with, again, lack of proper maintenance and just weighed all sorts of other things that come into play, we now, and, and that's typically the way government, as you know, that's how government works. There's a problem, they think they've got the solution. Well, in coming yeah, up with the solution, all they do is put up more burdensome things on the rest of us throughout society by doing so, and that's why we have TPMS, which, by the way, are, in my opinion, in some cases not worth the weight that, that, that they carry. I mean, I drove a Mercedes this last week, which you'd think high-end Mercedes, so I first get in it. The stupid lights on. I go check all the pressures. They're all dialed in. I mean, this thing has just got an issue of some kind in it. And again, it's a press car, so I'm not going to dink around with it. But I did make sure pressures were up. To your point, I could walk around the car even and know they were up. But that bloody light was on all week. <laughs> That's crazy. And then, what, you know, what, this what? is a you know seventy thousand dollar Mercedes Wade. So it, 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 every company, for all of you listening, this is not brand specific. They all struggle with this. Yes. Yes. Uh, I had a, actually, come to think of it, I did have a 2002 vet that had that system, and yeah, it was, it was nothing but headaches. Ah, thank you, Wade. <laughs> and again, this is a brand new 2023 Mercedes-Benz, and it has issues, so it doesn't matter. They're all problematic at times. Yep. Hey, uh, so thank you for your You're answer. welcome. No, uh, I, I, would, I, I would do your PVC deal and just do it that way, Wade. And can I mention my biggest pet peeve for snow driving? Um, somebody's probably already said this, but tailgating is. Oh, by I far had that on my biggest. way down this morning, and I'm like, guys, come on! It's snowy. These overpasses are are nasty. And I, again, I'm not a slow driver by any means. Why are you on my butt? Oh, and and it's it's interesting. So where I live, I drive down a canyon that has a lot of shade. And so us locals know every corner yep. that stays yep. icy, yep. and people that don't know that. So the road can be completely dry, and then Until what you get looks there. wet is just pure ice. That's right. So locals slow down, people that don't I was know, the same way on my way down here. I mean, I know where every over—I mean, I drive this road enough coming down, you know, back and forth way. I know every overpass, where it's going to be slick and so on, so I automatically start slowing down in those areas. And these people behind me, it's like, you guys are just absolute knuckleheads. Go around me and have fun. Exactly, and half the, sometimes you let them go around, and they end up in a tree That's in right. front of you. Hundred percent, Wade, or a guardrail. That's yeah. right, Wade. Great call, thank you, man. Appreciate right. it. Thank Do that you. on your truck; you should be great. Dennis, hang tight. We'll come right back. Lines open three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. As you've probably noticed, the fall is upon us. Now we call it fall not just because the leaves are falling, but the temperature is falling as well. So this week, we want to make sure that we're talking about your engine cooling system. Yep, that's right, the cooling system. Because the cooling system in your car does so much more than just cool the engine. Your coolant also acts as a lubricant and protects key engine components. But the reason that it's so important to check your coolant before the temperature gets too cool is that your engine depends on the coolant to keep it from freezing. 
So, before fall turns too cold, make sure that you have the cooling system in your car checked and that your car is ready to make it through another cool Colorado winter. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie. We'll talk to you again next week. Take vitamins, exercise, ease up on the coffee. Sound familiar from your last visit to the doctor? Well, your Napa Auto Care Center knows preventative maintenance, too. By grouping together services your vehicle needs, customized for the way you drive, they can save you time, money, and hassles, prevent troubles down the road, and give you confidence when you travel. Ask your Napa Auto Care Center to build a preventative maintenance plan for your vehicle today. Visit NapaOnline.com. Napa Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. We are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Dennis in Denver, you're next. Go ahead, Dennis. Are you there, Dennis? I hear something. Barely. There we go. Dennis, are you with us, or did I lose you? I think Dennis might be on a cell phone. So, Dennis, if you're listening, call us back. We'll get you online here as quickly as we can. Again, 303-477-5600. And our text line, which some of you are texting, I'll answer those as soon as I can, by the way. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. Steve, you're next. Go ahead. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, how are you, sir? Excellent. For the moment, we've got 46 degrees and sunny, but... There is obscuration and snow to the west. Yeah, we got snow. It just started snowing here in Aurora at the station five minutes ago. Anyway, the reason I called was exactly that issue, which would be winter driving skills. Yes. And, you know, everybody else and insurance companies are paying for these idiotic morons that don't have any winter driving skills. There's still a lot of people out there 
that have these old wives tales about you got to pump the brakes. No, not anymore. You don't. Yep. No, if you do that, you defeat the ABS. That's right. You got slight, you know, even pressure down with ABS. Correct. Correct. So my potential solution, even though I'm not a big fan of unlike the bureaucrats, increasing rules and regulations. But one thing we did when my daughter was um, doing the driving thing is sent her to Master Drive, and they get a, a skid pad loaded up with water, let it freeze, and it really teach them how to drive with winter conditions, right. number one. Number two, I think everybody ought to do that for their kids anyway, but with the mass amount of carnage with people that don't know how to drive between fatals and critical life-changing injuries, which, of course, the PI mm-hmm. attorneys are okay with, but I would think that the insurance companies and the consumers at some point would say, you know, you got to have a winter driving skills authorization before you go out there. Because I've told mm. people, had a guy from uh, Mississippi, and he's in, a, I think it was a Ford Exploder or something like that. He's coming down a slight hill, it's clear ice, and he bought into the, you know, four-wheel go-stop operation. Well, he rolls that thing, so I pull him out of there. At a stoplight, and these people just don't know. Nope. But, I mean, if we've got, like, a, a B for veteran on your license, we could have a W for certified winter driving skills. It's not <laughs> like <you laughs> Good jump. one. I like that. It's it's not like you jump in a 18-wheel semi without doing the training for True. a CDL. True. I, you know, I, again, Steve, I, I think as a state we're going to have to come up with something to get people more prepared for what's happening and. The other thing I've always, I always just have to ask is, in some cases, why are you out in this? I had a text message from somebody that said last winter they were at a Target and there was some young gal in there on the phone just frantic telling somebody that she had to drive home. It's now snowing, just was beside herself. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if you're that scared of being in the snow, why are you out? Take an Uber. And you thank you. Leave the car there. Take an Uber home. Come back, get it later. Whatever you need to do, let somebody else drive. Anyway, what I was also calling on, quick windshield question. When you're pointed directly at the sun and looking through your windshield, you can see all those really, really, really small chips. Pits. They're, yep. not, they're not big enough. No, to they're sand, it's sandblasted is what we call it. Right. But in the interest of windshield preservation, is there any type of coating that you know that can fill those things up before no. they get to the size? No. That's no. What there, I there are... There are protective coatings film that you can put on the outside of the windshield that can be changed so you don't ever change the windshield. But, Steve, the problem is for most everyday drivers, the cost of that exceeds in some cases even what a replacement windshield is. Now, if you get into the point where windshields are you know, two, $3,000 and you can put a $1,000 film on it, that makes sense. And, yes, you can do that, and there are companies out there that make that. But for average everyday vehicles, it's not worth the expense. Other windshield noted, and we've touched on this before, but I'm a big, big fan of the windshield de-ice instead of scraping those buggers. It's if you're not scraping the them correctly, you'll screw them up. Right, and that windshield de-ice, it's mostly isopropyl alcohol and water. But by you spray that on, by the time you set up the car, it's all melted. You're good to go. The thing and I, and it, I, this is a whole other conversation, Steve, but the other thing I've still yet to figure out is most people, most, not all, because some people have to park outside because they live in a complex or an apartment or whatever the case may be, and I get that. Okay, I fully understand that. Sure. Or you're you're the third or fourth you know new driver in the in the family, and there's not enough room in the garage, so you're gonna have to park outside. I understand there's situations where you're gonna be outside and you have to 
park, you know, even being at work, sometimes you no underground, no, no garage, you have to park outside. I get that. But I also know, Steve, there's far too many people that have a two or three car garage that is so packed full of junk you can't park in it. And I've never understood, why don't you just throw some of that junk out and park inside? I see that all the time. The other thing we talked about, and I, it doesn't really drive me crazy, I'm just going, what do you think it is those people you're talking about that have to keep a car outside, I have seen them come out with a pan of boiling hot water. Oh, no, don't do that. I'm done. Yeah. Ooh, not don't good. Don't do that. Bad idea. Okay, enjoy your show. Thanks. Hey, no, it's Steve, thank you. Yes, and that hot water and to what he's trying to get at there is if you've got a little pit, crack, anything going on on the windshield, you could destroy that thing by doing that. It's just not good for it. So, yeah, we do not want to do that. Dennis in Denver, you're next. Hi, John. Hey, Dennis. Uh, as far as your question of the day, my pet peeve is the overtreatment of the roadways by various transportation organizations. And it's gotten better in the last two or three it has, years. You know what? To your point, yes, it has gotten better. You know, but uh, you see uh, CDOT trucks driving around with plow blades on 48 hours before a storm pushing sunshine. Yeah, or they're applying product or whatever, but in some cases they're, yeah. I don't, I, sometimes, Dennis, I don't know what they're doing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Secondly, as far as your public service message goes, you're going to have to have Charlie translate that into Spanish and several dialects of yeah, African. You, you are probably correct. I'm language. sorry to say, you are probably correct. Um, I haven't been able to listen for the last two or three weeks, but did you see or talk about the Department of Justice versus eBay? I have not, no. So the Justice Department filed suit against eBay allowing the sale of 343,011 aftermarket emissions. Correct. Delete kits. Yeah. Delete devices, delete kits, whatever. Yes. I did see that, and I didn't talk much about that, but I did see that eBay is fighting that, correct? Yes. They're asking for almost $5,600 for each occurrence. Ridiculous. Which adds up to a $2 billion with a B. Fine. It's ridiculous, and I hope, I hope, I pray, Dennis, that eBay wins that because it's, in my opinion, predatory on the part of the EPA. That is, eBay is a middleman, and they have gone after some of the you know, individuals and companies that make these products, and that's up to them to do. And again, I don't know that I, well, I don't agree with that either, um, other than I do believe some of these companies knew full well they were selling these for not off-road only use vehicles that's a whole nother conversation but to penalize ebay who may have even been involved in just the resale of one of these items you know it could have even been used that that is you know that is a hundred percent not in my opinion dennis has nothing to do with ebay well i don't have a crystal ball but i can see the department of justice cutting them a break in air quotes to have them turn over all of their seller lists and go to these sellers, have them turn over all of these lists, and go yes. visit these yes. trucks that are blowing coal. Yeah, I, I I could very well see what you just said happening, happening. Yes, I, I'm not, yeah, you are 100% correct. So we'll see how this shakes out. Uh, and, and again, I, I have so many mixed emotions on this. Um, number one, 
I am against guys at roll call. I've said that a gazillion times. I'll keep saying it. They are part of the reason we're even having this in the first place, Dennis. If those guys weren't out rolling coal, there's a lot of those delete kits that would go unnoticed. People would never know it. The EPA, yeah, I think they'd know they were there, but they would just sort of you know, turn a blind eye and away we go because at the end of the day, it's not a huge issue and it's such a small portion of what's on the road. It's not an issue. What's happened, in my opinion, these guys roll coal, and you get a bunch of, you know, let's face it, you know, environmentalists, you know, tree huggers that just are after these guys tooth and nail, and it becomes this huge battle, and these rolling coal guys have done nothing, in my opinion, Dennis, but screw up the entire thing for everybody else that wasn't a problem. That's my opinion. Right, because specifically they roll coal all over cars that start with a T branding that or priuses or whatever you're correct yes any a lot of evs in general dennis but yes especially teslas yes they they do that and 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 again it's just it's just dumb they're screwing it up it's like the street racers you know they go out and block you know i-70 or i-25 and then run drag races you know all night long i mean all of those individuals and if you're one of them listening to me you are screwing up the automotive world for the rest of us that love it exactly because these tuners have a place, you know. Yes, you they do, Dan. There, there are some situations where that owner needs to have a delete kit to really do what he's he or she is doing. They really need that, and all these guys have done is screw it up for those people. Well, and I'm not talking delete. I'm talking about a temporary reprogram so you can tow that load that you don't... Dennis, I'm even talking, there are situations where, depending upon what a guy's doing, I'll I'll give you an example. In my world, and we don't delete anything, full full disclaimer, because I can't, given what I do here, there's just no way I could ever do that. But I will tell you right now, Dennis, a plow truck in the wintertime, with all of the emissions devices on them, the biggest thing we fight all winter long is exactly what you and I are talking about. If I could delete every plow truck I've got, I would be money ahead at the end of the year and have a whole lot less headache, and my customers would even be happier, but I can't because it's illegal. Yeah. That's a prime example of where I could use a delete kit on every plow truck. But I can't because of everything we just stated. Sure. Sure. So, anyways, and and I'm not the only one out there in that particular situation where where that would be a help. Oh, no. You know, but, uh, I think these tuners have gone way too far. I agree. You know, you don't need to go to level eight. I agree. You know, you need extra 100 horsepower sometimes. Uh, Dennis, you, you and I are exact same page, and these guys have screwed it up for a lot of other good, hardworking Americans. Absolutely. Dennis, thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, I may talk about that case. We'll kind of watch and see how that goes. But, Dennis, thank you uh, for re-bringing that to my attention. I do appreciate that. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Legacy Automotive, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. Are you the proud owner of an electric vehicle or hybrid? Legacy Automotive is your go-to expert for top-notch EV and hybrid service. Our team of certified technicians is well-versed in the intricacies of these cutting-edge vehicles. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive offers a range of services for all types of vehicles. From oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to customer satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. 
From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity, so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive, where expertise meets excellence. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. When you find an automotive repair shop with service you can trust, that's a big deal. That's why so many of our Napa Auto Care Center's customers tell their friends and neighbors about us. Stop by today and pick up your referral cards. When one of your friends comes in for vehicle service or repairs, our Napa Auto Care Center will reward you. Find your nearest location at NapaOnline.com. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you tired of those unsightly sunken concrete areas around your property? Look no further than Raise Tech Concrete Leveling. Proudly serving the Colorado and surrounding communities, we understand the unique challenges posed by clay-rich soils. Does your garage or basement floor show signs of settling? Even those finished basements can experience issues, but don't worry. Our solution can save you both time and money compared to costly replacements. Introducing our revolutionary high-density polyurethane foam injection. We use a DOT-approved formula that's trusted on highways, ensuring top-tier quality for your project. While we can't fix structural issues, we can tackle a wide range of sunken concrete problems. And here's the best part. Our process is quick and hassle-free. Our expert team offers free inspections, taking just about 15 minutes of your time. One great thing is you don't even have to be home for the inspection. We want to ensure your complete satisfaction. Ready to take the first step toward a more even, safe, and beautiful property? Call Chadwick Gardner today at 970-682-5129. That's 970-682-5129. Race Tech Concrete Leveling. Lifting your concrete, lifting your spirits. Don't settle for sunken concrete any longer. Call us now at 970-682-5129. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Wally from Tennessee, what's going on? 
Well, it's 81 degrees right now where I'm at. Not bad. And it doesn't snow there, does it? Well, we uh, where we built our house, they had no measurable snow last year. Okay. So, uh, but one of the uh, on your daily subject, uh, I think the most per- dangerous person on the road is the person that has several inches of snow on their car, and they only scrape off yep. the driver's side of the windshield and nothing else. The portal, I call they it. They get the a portal window. Driving. Yeah, and uh, they cannot see anything nope. outside of that. And nope. And they have to be the most dangerous person on the road. Just can't can't argue that they don't. They can't see where they're um, going. That, that, absolutely correct. Um, your truck driver that called in. Yes. I would like to make a comment. Uh, obviously, being here on the East Coast, truck traffic is significantly heavy on I forty. Okay. Um, coming through the Smoky Mountain National Park, the left lane it's painted right on the lane. No trucks this left lane. And what happens? You get stuck behind a truck going up and down those hills, and he cannot get over because he's trying to pass a dozen trucks that are staying in the right lane like they're supposed to. I see. So, Interesting. You know, it, it drives me crazy with these truck drivers that think that they can pass. They know that they're in an area they're not supposed. To, you know that they're not right. supposed to be in that left lane yet. They do it anyhow. Yeah, I. And, and I then, hear you. Last comment, John. Uh, you talked about the little twelve volt Milwaukee uh, air pump. Yes, absolutely agree with you. It is a phenomenal best tool. tool I own, Wally. Um, and if you are traveling, you keep that thing. That's small. Yeah, th- and by, thank you for saying that. No, Wally, thanks for saying that. I it is for those of you listening. This is I don't know if I described this well enough, and make sure that I do this correctly. Wally, but it's about the size of a oversized Kleenex box. You know, the square, the small square Kleenex box. Not the large rectangular, but yeah. the little square puffs or Kleenex boxes. That's about all the bigger this little compressor is, folks. So literally, you could throw it behind the seat. It's very, very small uh, reality, Wally, and, and it'll go up to 120 PSI. It'll do about two sets of tires on one of the small batteries if you put the larger battery it'll do more of course but just a small battery it'll do two, two sets of tires greatest tool i've ever bought and it comes with both a needle valve for balls correct straighter valve correct and I forget what the what the other valve is so you can screw any of them right onto the end of it yep and it's got its own little hose that wraps up in the back um and, right. and, and really quick, I, again, I didn't, exp- I didn't explain this earlier as well, Wally, but the other cool thing about it is you turn it on, you set the desired pressure you want. When you screw it in, it will tell you what the pressure is, pressure and then is. You, it, you just hit the button and walk, and walk away. It, it'll do its thing. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to even stand there. The first time I used it was on my walker mower to pump up my tires, you know, because yeah. you've got walkers, and those tires, they don't look like they're low. No, but they will be. low. Yeah. They were they were down to about four pounds each. I didn't even realize it, and they're supposed to be at twenty one. And I pumped them all up, and nice. You, you just exactly like you said. You set the pressure, and and going from one wheel to the other that was the same pressure. You didn't even have to reset it. Nope. You just had to hit the on button. That's again. right. No, it, Wally, greatest. I mean, Milwaukee, great job. I cannot give you guys enough kudos. I I have not tried the larger eighteen volt unit. I'm guessing it's just a little faster. I didn't even know they made one of those because yep. I have both, but the twelve volts all I needed. Uh, so then, and I, I same with me. I, I did that one. Just I like it because if you want to throw it in the back of the you know back seat of the truck or whatever, it's not taking a lot of room. Right. Awesome. Awesome well, tool. 
Have a great day. Thank you, Wally. No, I appreciate that, and you are spot on, and thanks for the reminder. And those of you listening, it is a portable compressor built by Milwaukee. They make a 12-volt version and an 18-volt version, and you literally can set everything in it to where all you do is screw it on, hit a button, and go. You can go from one tire to the next. I'm not exaggerating. Best tool I've ever bought. Yes, I've got a full-bore shop, compressor, hose, the whole nine yards. Anytime I need to make an adjustment on tire pressure, I use this because it is just so slick and easy. And I'm not getting paid by Milwaukee, by the way. I wish I was, but I'm not. Greatest tool ever. Gary in Denver, you want to talk about snow tires? I've got some answers and things I want to talk about as well along those lines. So hang tight. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.